Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. The lore of it has grown over the years to be so oh, much. Oh, like when I fell down the stairs? No, how the hell does that ever happen? I, I don't even know. <laughs> you stumbled all the way down the steps. What are you talking about? Oh, Jesus, God, help me, Lord. That's all I heard. As I'm halfway down stuff. the stairs now. I can't believe I got married today to Jen. Oh, my God, help me, Lord. I missed one step and caught myself. What the fuck one is all step. that noise? Lillian, I can't believe my wife just said thank you again. when she got communion. Oh, my God, how did I marry this woman? There's still a quarter of the way left to go down the stairs. I can't believe these are going to be my in-laws for the rest of my life. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can don't try it till you've had it. This is episode 94 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Joining me each week are Stephen Witch, which, which, Stephen Witch, which, 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 well, like 50% of the people saying their names right is, is certainly uh, off to a good start for sure. Certainly. So we're going to start off with Shitty Call of the Week. And this we, one. We just saw it in the Devils-Rangers game? No, no. Something even worse than that. If I can, if I can get back to my Zoom here. Holy crap, Ola. I feel like if Shitty Call of the Week had a sponsor, it would be like Angel Soft, right? Yeah, Charmin Angel Soft. Something like that, right? I like that. Yeah. Oh, so boy. We, we, we give a lot of shit to the NHL referees, but it's not just the NHL referees that deserve to be called out. This one is coming to us from uh, Bill Sun's first JV game for St. Joe's Falcons. Falcons, right? They're the Falcons? Yes. Uh, against the Westfield, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They're like the Blue Devils or something. Blue Devils, yeah. The Blue Devils, the Westfield Blue Devils. Um, Listen, you're not going to have much. This is is not going to play well on the radio. But look, the first one, probably get away with. However, that second one should have at least been called interference. For sure. Oh, yeah. Just to totally uh, fucking yeah. or a cross check. Yeah. And and listen, yeah. kudos to Casey Boy for not retaliating there in his first JV game because that probably would have been called. That would have no been the only thing. Right? The retaliation called, always it. gets called. <laughs> retaliation yeah. always gets called. But um he must have been being a little pest there in order to uh elicit such a reaction. Yeah, the people don't tend to like him in front of their can't, goal. Can't imagine Casey Boy. being a pest on the ice. That's <laughs> mind-boggling to me is that yeah, was that a power the, play like is that his spot on the power play is he just that was that they well there were no power plays in that game absolutely no penalties were called in that game as you would probably imagine that after having seen what they didn't call there it was not they must have been behind called, schedule so, uh, yeah the, the referees certainly had something else uh, they would rather do i guess but uh but it, it was it was a pretty clean game though you know that those couple of uh, hits notwithstanding, but it was like stuff like that that they were letting go. Like if there was nothing egregiously like dangerous, like nobody swinging at people's heads or tripping people or, you know, uh, it was a good clean game. So I think that's that's why they were tending to to let, let things kind of play out. 
And it, and they got the five to two victory. It looked like they did. They did. His first game was a, a five two win. Uh, he was out there. I think he was a. I think he was even. He was out there for a goal against and the goal for. Um, so where do they have him slotted, Bill? Left wing, uh, like second line, left wing, I believe. Nice. Yeah. But that was a yeah. that was a scrimmage. That wasn't a regulation game, right? That was a that was a regulation JV. Oh, great. Yeah, that was a real JV. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, nice job. We had a good game. Well, this will be uh, – we got one more show to do, and then that will be it for the year. That will be next week will be our last show of the calendar year 2022. What? Um, yeah. We're not doing one the 26th. So Why not? Lazy. Because it's Christmas break. I mean, yeah, we we're not going to one last year. Oh, Jesus. That's our vacation week. Sure, the fucking about? devils are playing good. Let's take a fucking break all the time. Oh, absolutely. Can we do that? That'd be great. <laughs> can we just can we just put the whole podcast on hiatus until they're not a playoff team again? Absolutely not. <laughs> until next season. That'd be perfect. <laughs> all right, let's go to uh, Friends and Rivals the Cup. Nick, take us home. Take us Alrighty. home. Where are we? Let me guess who's ahead. Well, yeah, well, yeah take Current us home. Standings. Take, take, here's, here's the ball. Run toward the end zone. Current standings. Better? Uh, I am still in the lead. Uh, by no about 30, shit. 35 points, uh, 276 points total. Behind me is Steve in second place, from yeah. 241 points. Uh, Tom, third place with 236, and what? Bill right behind them at 235. So, Yo, I have like seven games some, in hand on Steve, though. Steve is Steve has been making some weight, uh, my, you know, moving up. Uh, I think I was up like 50 points last week or something or two weeks you ago. Were, so. You were, you were as low yes. as 36, yeah. though, at one point. Yeah. So now we're, the, it started to oh, actually, it's lower break now, a little yeah. bit. 35. 35. 35. Close yep. in the gap, baby. Close in the gap. Uh, yeah. So, you know, having uh, Winnipeg Jets, uh, Kyle Connor, you know, Tom is, Tom's a fair player. In the that NHL. guy's fucking overrated. Pushing, pushing Steve into, you know, a better spot this week. Dallas Stars also. They're uh, currently five and six in points uh, right now uh, in the league, uh, as well as Tampa. Tampa is a ninth, so they've all been moving up in the in the standings. And Steve's got three teams in the top ten right now, um, you know. And so that's uh, that's been pretty good. Uh, myself, I have Kraken in the Isles dropping down a bit. Uh, Kraken in ten spot, Isles in the set in the twelve spot. But effectively, we're getting a little more, you know. Starting to more, even uh, out a little bit, even. right? So we'll see how this goes for the next, you know, couple of weeks because it'll um we'll probably get there where it's get you know I think by mid season halfway be three quarters it should get to be a tighter race I think I don't think it's going to be a runaway but we'll see we'll see um That's right Dems Dems the updates no trades have been made since uh week uh since a since November seventh with uh Bill and Tom switching there. I would be very surprised if we see another trade at all. Yeah, we'll see. Just I'm starting to think I got fleeced there. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe looking. I'm starting to think maybe it wasn't. I wasn't in the best state of mind. Maybe to to make that deal. He had he had long COVID brain. We should let him take it back. No, (laughs) no, no, I I should not be allowed to take it back. No, I got to make my mistakes. Remind, remind, remind the listeners here. Bill traded Tom <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins for the Ottawa Senators when they were both in the bottom of the league. Now, to let you guys know, 
the centers haven't left the bottom of the league. They're currently 27th in F32 teams. Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins are number eight. Out of I feel teams. like I feel like we should have a running yeah. total of what the records were when the trade was made versus what the records are now. Well, I could uh, I don't know I don't know like exactly what the records were, but I know the Penguins since I made that trade have only lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs twice. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, <laughs> 12, 12, 12, 2 and one. Robbie Cano, baby. <laughs> um, was that the was that the Bill Drunk episode? Maybe we can give him that. No, no, it was no, I, no. We Tom tried to make another trade with me when I was drunk, and I refused. Was it the Bill <laughs> Stupid episode? I mean, which one exactly? Uh, the Penguins hey. are eight one and one in their last ten. By the way, is that yeah. good? Ten one and one in their last thirteen. Twelve, two, ten, one, and one. I just said ten, one, and one, and thirteen. Check my math. Check, ten, check one, one, and one, and it's wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> it is wrong. Outstanding. Right. Let's uh, right. let's shift gears and take a ride in the metro. Well, it, look, Nick, you're in uh, uncharted waters for this year. You're going. You're leading off. This is yeah. This is uh, the whole this thing is. This is, is be this is how it should be. Well, actually, no. Backwards. Well, I, I only gave the when they beat the Devils. I only gave Billy the the cleanup spot because he was ahead of <laughs> the week prior. So oh, okay, Ty Ty goes to the fat guy. Well, Ty yeah. goes to the team who was higher the week before. Okay, yeah, I was just kidding well, with the fat guy comment. Thanks. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for explaining he's no, it. He's though. no Pat Maroon though. Well, uh, leading off the 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 bat here, uh, uh, you know, so here we go. I'm, I'm screwing this one up, but leading off the bat, uh, take it home. The bat. Man, there's so many analogies, so many analogies. Yeah, so many ways to go. Yeah. Top of the order. Uh, so, uh, anywho, starting <laughs> off the Motley Crew challenge, Isles, Isles played uh, St. Louis on the day after my birthday, December 6th. Um, it was a uh, interesting game. We're still talking Isles. about your birthday? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It was last week. Did we not wish him a happy birthday Holy enough? Crap. This fucking egomaniac needs I'm to old. still talk about his right. birthday. Whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever. All right. That young. Birthdays, birthdays are a big deal. Jesus Christ. You guys make it all about you. Whatever. <laughs> right. All right. When you are that young, birthdays are a big deal. Good call, Bill. All right. Anywho. So I'll uh, end up losing this game seven to four. Um against the, the, the blues. But this was that's not the tail of the tape here, man. This game was uh quite a quite an interesting one. Uh, this was a night where uh, Sorokin had a night off. He just he had didn't have a great game and had a, basically one of those rare just miss the puck with your with your with your uh, your catching glove from near the mid near the, the blue line. It was not a not a great goal on the fourth on the fifth goal. Uh, basically, I was just getting outworked and and uh, you know in the second period uh or third period sorry it was uh it was i think that was the fourth goal no it was the fifth goal one, two three four yeah fifth goal okay I can, I can do math um the second and third periods they just got outworked in the in the whole second period beginning of the third period the fifth goal happened and it was five to one and i almost turned the game off i was like this is crazy um mostly because the sorkin couldn't could miss on a, a easy one he already he already had, gave up some some shots that i thought were his he could have made. And then the game kind of turned out said. Uh, Isles ended up getting the power play right after that, that fifth goal. Zach Brise knocks one in. 
And then it was 5 2, and it was like, all right, uh, all right, we got a chance. But then, uh, almost, 50, almost about six months left in the game, I'll score two goals back to back in a span of about 30 seconds. And now it's a 5 4 game. Uh, all the momentum, Isles with third period team, all these things come right back, and they just, uh, you know, put it on the Blues to try and uh, knock, and, you know, fix this game, I guess, and just, you know, forget about it. But uh, uh, they couldn't make it happen. Um, and the Blues put in two more goals, and that was the end of the game. But uh, it was a uh, interesting, interesting game. Uh, Thomas Christ almost gave it away, in my opinion, for the uh, former Islander uh, goalie uh, playing for San Louis now. He uh, had a couple, I felt, kind of weaker goals. Uh, I think the fourth and fifth goal were pretty weak. Um, or third and fourth, third and fourth goals. Um, so anyway, uh, that was the start of the, the week for us. Uh, you know, they almost caught, came back and they probably should have. They were really had, they outshot the Blues by 40 28. They just dominated on faceoffs. But you can't let those, those goals, those weak goals happen and really take all the momentum out of you and get down that far, get down that behind. And so then we have the part of the, 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 the season where we have three straight games against really good opponents. Start with the Devils, and um, you know, Devils Isles. I was expecting this game to be really interesting because the last time we played the Devils, we got blown out. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about this because I bet Steve has probably can talk more about it with the Devils. I got um, some things to say. Yes, some things to say. Um, but uh, in the end, uh, Isles got off to a pretty good start in that first period, outside of a uh, Nico Hirscher goal in the power play. Uh, got up to a 4-1 and then eventually 5-2 lead in the second um, and off some some pretty nice uh, opportunistic goals I felt like um, Brock, uh, Brock Nelson's been um, he, he, when he's on he's, he's a sniper man they had a bunch of opportunities uh, look like from you know just you know in terms of like some, a couple breakaways other some really good really good um, uh, just in close shots uh, it wasn't until the goalie change by the Devils that um, I felt you know Schmidt really seemed to uh, bring it on and um, had some really good saves to really keep it from getting uh, too far out of control. It was 6-2, and then uh, Devils ended up putting on a, a couple goals. Uh, the third, the fourth goal kind of kicked off that like eight-minute stretch of just empty net for the Devils. Yeah. Um, where Isles couldn't score an empty netter and basically sat on it. Um, got squeaked away with the win, um, and Jack Hughes had a, some insane – shift which i'm sure steve would love to talk about so i won't still I mean, you're, you're, you're 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 saying you're going to leave it up to me but you're touching on every single topic i'm going to talk just about touches, touch phenomenal it, touch it. yes thank giving you. you giving the give me the reminders pointers yeah. uh so we win that game and then move over to the next night where we had the fish sticks uh jerseys come back uh fishermen and uh it was nice uh finally see them come out and it looked pretty nice i think on the ice um it reminds me a lot of the they look almost identical to the other jerseys, just without the, without the, um, the bright uh, fuchsia. Without the teal, yeah. The teal, teal. I don't know what's this here. Anyway, uh, the teal color and kind of like that, you know, toothpastey look. Um, but uh, otherwise, they look okay. I mean, I just wish they had been a little more inventive with either just leaving it in there or just making a little sprucing it up instead of just going straight dark navy blue. But that's what they do. So whatever. Uh, game was. Uh, not uh not the that was not the cards so apparently that worked them all game we ended up getting shut out three nothing Sorokin was 
the only guy really making things work and you know a couple of goal those goals uh the uh first goal was a uh I wasn't the, the second goal was a deflection the first goal uh, was in close he had no chance on and the third goal was similar like basically just I was not making plays in front of the net to uh clear guys out and uh realistically that's all three goals because the deflection was even a, a play where uh, uh defenseman was not um Salo was not uh, able to control a guy's stick he basically would push him off and allowing uh I think it was Kokanemi to uh to make the deflection in the second goal so basically all three goals were Isles defense not really playing um clearing that out getting, getting the puck away from the front of that um not doing well in scrambles and then um effectively didn't get a lot of shots on goal only 16 shots on net um thanks Hopi. I appreciate it um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. They, they close up with the week with that uh, loss at home. And I was, and you know, it, in fairness, it wasn't back to back with the devils. They did look a little flat, but uh, you know, they gotta, they gotta make those games happen against a team like the hurricanes They're they're a playoff team. You gotta, you gotta beat those top two teams. So um, next week we got uh, basically the start of, yes, start of the road trip, uh, five game road trip. Uh, at Boston on Tuesday. So they have a couple nights off for that happens. And then, um, well, it's tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, a couple nights between the game, game on Saturday and Tuesday. So uh, Boston tomorrow night, um, then uh, at Arizona Friday, back-to-back uh, -back with the next day on Saturday against Vegas, and then Colorado on the 19th, and then the, the follow last thing is the, uh, against the Rangers on the, on the 22nd. But the point I'm making here is that we have Boston, Arizona, then Vegas, Colorado, Rangers. And then after that Ranger game is a back-to-back is -back with Florida at home. So a whole bunch of games. And then after that, it's, you know, Pittsburgh comes up after that. A lot of good, good quality teams at the end of the month. So this is going to be a really pivotal time for them to really enforce uh, their game. Because if they don't, they're going to fall pretty hard in the standings in a, in a very competitive Metro division. Much like Nick, uh, and I'll just I'll kind of do it in reverse here. The Devils' upcoming schedule is a lot of very tough teams. Um, this week alone, we got the Rangers tonight. It's 3-3 going in overtime. We got Dallas tomorrow. Philly on Thursday is your only little break. And then Florida on Saturday. And then the rest of the month is a lot of Carolina, Florida, Boston, and Pittsburgh. Um, so very... Huh? Fuck the oh, Flyers, by the way. Fuck those Flyers. So very tough stretch for the Devils. I could definitely see them coming back to the pack a little bit. So now I'll go back to last week. Um, we started the week off uh, with a win against the Blackhawks. Three to nothing. Nice shutout for Vanacek, who said after the game he was much more happy with the win than the shutout. Um, teams you got to beat, if you know. If you're going to be a contending team, you've got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And they did that. Hughes was all over the ice, had a phenomenal game. I think a little bit was trying to show off in front of Patrick Kane. Hamilton also had a great game with a goal and two assists. And that leads us to the Islanders game. A mere 195 days from my birthday, the Islanders just trounced the Devils, in my opinion. Um, like Nick said, Devil scored first, but then gave up four unanswered goals. 
Vanacek gave up four goals on 17 shots before they pulled him. Um, they just got bullied all over the ice. It was just the big guys on the Islanders, Zizekas, Lee, and that other fuck. Nelson. Brock Nelson, just having their way with the Devils. Um, like Nick said, they, they they pulled the goalie with about eight minutes left to go in the game. Hughes gets one, sits on the bench for about 10 seconds, and then at 6.02, he comes out onto the ice, and he played the rest of the game. It was the longest recorded shift in NHL history, but they've only been keeping that stat since like the 90s. But still, six-minute shift is ridiculous. They're keeping it because of Alex Kovalev. Now it's, it's he should because also, of Jack Hughes. <laughs> but you should mention that too. That you know Kovalev, they did that because he was being you know, tortured effectively. Because <laughs> they you know, he left him out there as a push him out as punishment. Like, right, but this is a, the opposite. It yeah, was, no, I mean he, he had the goal. He wound there. up actually making two saves while the net was empty. I don't know if he gets credit. He should get credit with them, uh, for them, but he doesn't. Um, and then that, like I said, that brings us to tonight versus the Rangers. It's been a very back and forth game. Um, I actually think the the penalty shot that was awarded to Hughes was a turning point in the Rangers' favor. Yep. They came out and got two goals seven seconds apart. And, you know, outside of a couple of moments, I feel like they've been controlling the ice. So now we're in three-on-three overtime. Um, We'll see how that shakes out. And uh, who are we going to next? Uh, It is is moi. And and look, and I'm going to start. We'll we'll start with the game that's currently in in overtime right now. And you're you're 100% right. That momentum that a a penalty shot save can made. And I didn't think Hughes made the, the greatest of moves. I think he's a lot more shiftier than no, that. No, it, it it rolled off his stick. He would yeah. have had him if he if he controlled it. It rolled off his stick. And and you know, Jacob Truba. I mean, he's good for a, it. Seems like a giveaway a game the past two months, and he not only did it once but twice in this game that directly or indirectly led to the Devils' first two goals. Um. And it's 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 challenging, and and they move him down to to Libor Hayek, so they don't give him as much ice time, and they move Braden Schneider up Schneider up with Miller, and you, you get a a bit more more you get a bit better on defense by doing that, and you know they started off with that Zabenajad with uh, Lafreniere and Kako line, and they 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 had a they had a they had to find something, they had to find some energy. Uh, and they found a little bit of energy at the end of the first period when when Kreider scored off of the two one one rush, but I, I I couldn't agree with you more that 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 save by uh, Shesterkin or the lack of oh baby, oh baby, young Filipino baby in overtime. How are you that far ahead of me? How are you that far behind me? What are you are you on Billy's internet? My goodness! Oh, what? Damn it. Why are you picking mm. on me? I, I'm not in this fight. <laughs> but hey, look, the Rangers... on my TV, it's it's three three with six minutes to go in the third period. The the Rangers win a game tonight that you know the start of the game you, you think it's going to be a blowout. And it seems like a it's the reciprocal it's carbon, of the last game. I don't want to say it's a carbon copy of the last one because the Devils really took control of that last game 
uh, even though it was really 4-3, but a 5-3 final with an empty netter. This one was much more in doubt, and, and the Rangers never took control of the game oh, I um, think. away from the Devils. The Devils outshot the, the, the Rangers in the third period and controlled the some the majority of that third period the rangers were kind of hanging on it's 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 very interesting to get you know both perspectives of your team uh from the outside looking in but you know credit the rangers for coming back and fighting when it was 3-1 down you scored two big goals 7 seconds apart that that energy you got from that caco goal um that just i mean it's something you haven't seen all year we haven't seen that all year that emotion that raw emotion from the kids that that popped out of that goal was uh man i i really really hope they build off of off of this game um but going back you know earlier in the in the week last monday you know you come back uh you're down going into the third period against st louis and you score three goals in the third period and you know you, you get a little life in your in your team going on a really tough road trip out to Las Vegas in Colorado. And, you know, I've said this in text to you guys um, a lot, but sometimes it's not about who you play. It is certainly when you play them. And the Rangers went out and played a Las Vegas team and a Colorado avalanche team who were completely decimated with injuries uh, up and down the lineup. Uh, and they, they put on a really good showing in Las Vegas, winning that 5-1. And getting a, a a a two two to one shootout win in in Colorado, it's the game in Colorado that I want to focus on a little bit more, um, and uh, I, I just briefly talk about the uh, the Kyle McCarr thing because I, I don't know I I had a lot more respect for Kyle McCarr and I still do uh, he he's a, a sensational hockey player. Um, you know, Norris Trophy, Conn Smythe winner. He's just, you know, a fantastic hockey player. But what I saw in that game was a lot of petty shit from him. Um, things that you, I don't know, things that you shouldn't see from a superstar. Going into the corner and faking getting hit. Uh, and then, you know, calling the other team's goalie a showboat when he made a glove save on you. Um, I don't know. It's all about the show. Maybe, but uh, when when McCarr goes into into the corner and kind of fakes being hit, I don't know. It, 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 I have a hard time with somebody calling the other team's goalie out for showboating when you're going into the corner doing shit like that. I don't know. It, why, for me, why didn't he become a soccer player? I I, I don't such know. A bitch soccer move. But I I I've never seen. I I I wasn't. I was so shocked by seeing it and he was chippy all up and down the ice too and there was a point where Lafreniere took the puck away from him made a spin move and McCarr couldn't catch him and he fell down into the corner and Lafreniere shot the puck into the goal the goalie made the save and then after the play McCarr kept jabbing Lafreniere with the stick so whether you know Lafreniere is getting under his skin or whatever which I did I don't know I didn't see um, not just being a homer there, but it, it seemed like McCarr was being a little, a little petty, a little petty to me. And uh, it's not, it's not something I, I expected um, to see out of him, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly take the two points against uh, two quality opponents. And then you get another one tonight against the, uh, against the devils that uh, man, you got a four game winning streak now 
And uh, when, you know, it seems like last week we were calling for everybody's heads and, uh, and sometimes it's, it's more about patience. It's more about letting things play out um, than anything else. And you're, you know, you're not going to win a championship or lose a championship in, uh, in November or December. Uh, let the entire season play out before you really start making, making some calls. But the Rangers have done little, little things, uh, bringing Brodzinski up that really has added speed, youth, and energy to that fourth line to where it was just a dead fourth line with, with Carpenter there. You wave Carpenter. Now you have upwards of $9 million at the trade deadline um, if, if, you, uh, if you're in a position to utilize it. So they, they are making the moves that they need to make. And this week you got, you know, you have tough games. You, you had a tough one tonight against Jersey. You got Toronto Thursday night and you got uh, this weekend, you're at Philadelphia and at Chicago. So there's points to be had out there. There's, there's tough games out there. Go out and get your points. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see next week. Who's, who's Edward calling for, or if, uh, if their streaks are still alive. And Bill looks like the Penguins won over uh, in regulation. In regulation. That's correct. Um, yeah. Tonight's game with Dallas, uh, which I'm going to say, first of all, I, I was predicting they were going to lose uh, because uh, your lock of the season. week is going to be the Dallas Stars <laughs> beating the Pittsburgh Penguins. Your lock That's of the week. Not the voice I was actually using when I said that. But no, no, no but that point. was fucking spot uh, on. Sorry. What, uh, what voice were you using? No. No, no, do it again. Just just so, do it one more time just so I can. The rock of the week with the baby, the Dallas Stars over the Pittsburgh Penguins. That sounds just like you, but sorry. Uh, what? I don't know how you picked that up from a text message. But, uh, but anyway, the, the, the point being uh, last season, uh, yeah, the, the Stars cooled out the Penguins a couple times when the Penguins were on a hot streak. Uh, this season they went in on a hot streak. I said, oh, shit, they're going to play Dallas. And it was a game just like those games last season. Very close game right down to the wire, but this time the Penguins uh, managed to come out on top of it. I'm, I got to say the last uh, five minutes, because the game was one-to-one -one, uh, throughout the second and, and third period, um, and in the last five minutes of that game with Dallas, uh, it, it wasn't the usual, you know, you kind of see teams kind of play to, to pick up the point. And, um, man, for for five-on-five -five action, it was – bananas the, the penguins uh just were peppering the stars with great chances from about you know four and a half minutes to like two and a half minutes left like like a two-minute shift they just were were, were uh, destroying them and but didn't score and then and then dallas turned it around and had the penguins on their heels uh ridiculously chasing them around on their own end for almost two minutes as well and until uh the, the Malkin line broke out with a buck and, and, uh, and Malkin scored the game winner. So uh, Penguins keep their winning streak going. Um, there are other wins earlier, you know, last week. Um, they, you know, they didn't play the best teams last week, to be sure. But wins are wins. Uh, they, they beat Columbus 4-1. to one, uh, And then they had a home-and-home home with Buffalo. Uh, and they beat Buffalo both of those games. Um, but uh, Buffalo, man, Buffalo to me looks like they're the next – New Jersey, man, they, they look like they're where New Jersey was maybe a year ago. Just a lot of incredible young talent uh, showing flashes of brilliance, but they just don't have the defense and, and they don't have the, the penalty kill right now. And, and the goaltending is a little suspect. The, the Penguins got outplayed in a lot of ways 
in both of those games with Buffalo, but um, they, they just came out on top uh, at any rate. So, uh, so good week for the Penguins. Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the goaltending, again, the goaltending was outstanding against Buffalo. It was a home-and-home home on back-to-back nights, and, and Jari and DeSmith each got a turn. Playing extremely well there. Um, there was uh, an incident at the end of the, the Buffalo game, the, the first Buffalo game in Buffalo, uh, where Jake Ansel took an extra swipe after the, maybe right around, really right around when the whistle was, but it's certainly something that players take exception to. Who? You take Who? that swipe at the goaltender covering the puck. Jake Ansel was, was going after, Gensel was going after the puck uh, that Anderson had covered. Um, and uh, Jeff Skinner lost his fucking mind. Um, and uh, so they traded a couple of slashes, and then Skinner went high with a cross check, and then even higher with a cross check mouth, uh, which earned him a three game suspension. Um, he got a three game. I didn't. Uh, I I didn't see anything. I I tried to yeah. look a little bit, but he got three games for that. Good. Yep, three games for that. And because he's dreadfully overpaid, he it actually ends up being a lot of salary that he has. But uh, really, in the end, I don't think it's going to hurt him too much um, since he's making something like uh, half a million dollars a goal, I guess, uh, in his contract. I don't know. Uh, so the Penguins uh, did win those two. And, and uh, at the end of the last game, um, well, the game on Saturday against Buffalo, we saw the return of Chris Letang after after his stroke. Twelve days after his stroke, he was yeah, back that, on that the ice. Sense. Incredible stroke is, is not. I mean, that guy obviously, if a stroke doesn't really affect him, I mean, there's no reason to think Letang won't live to be like 150. I mean, I don't know what the, what can bring you down if if you're back playing the, in the NHL twelve days after a stroke. No, I'm going to um, venture the guess that he's yeah. not going to live to 150. I'm going to venture to guess that if we make a bet on that, I'm not going to be around to, to collect. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to like compare sports, but when it comes to watching the World Cup and watching certain just various European teams, players literally throw themselves on the ground, writhing, writhing pain of just, you know, being touched on the shoulder. They might not come back ever in the sport from these aggression of, you know, hard fouls they're having. And then you see a guy playing hockey come back 12 days later from a fucking stroke. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to watch that these are guys are play you know sports at the highest level, but one side is so far into trying to you know draw penalties that they they fake such such injuries. And in hockey, it's the exact opposite. Where they're like, I, I don't care if my I, fucking arm's falling off and playing. I don't understand why why do soccer players do that. Is it to draw penalties and red cards and yellow cards and stuff like that? Because you it's get to draw, yeah, it's to draw yeah. cards and have a have a chance for the other players to take a break. Well, that, right. If he's sometimes. down there writhing in pain, the other guys can go to the bench and get some water yeah. or just yes. stop running for a couple of or, minutes. So they're well, losing or they waste time. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's like usually oh. like England. England's always outclassed by a team like France, and they just basically. You know, the only way they can win is by getting penalties, you know, getting fouled in the other team's box in order to get, you know, get breakthroughs. Anyway, sorry, Bill. I just had to say that because of <laughs> the absurdity of that. So agree. strong opinions. Agree. Oh, I don't um, think any of us disagree with what he said. <laughs> no, no. 
You, you, uh, I mean, you look at player like what Patrice Bergeron, he had what, like a ruptured spleen and still finished the series. He had a ruptured spleen in like game five and still finished the game, uh, the, the entire series in the playoffs that one year. I think so, that happened to Forsberg too some years was, ago. Yeah. Didn't, he, didn't he lose some kind of vital organ? Not, maybe not a vital organ. Didn't he lose some kind of organ? <laughs> I'm thinking of those vital. He may not have made the game though. <laughs> Um, my my last two things on the Penguins. Uh, it was just uh, looking at some of their stats this week. It was a little bit interesting to look at their plus minus ratings. Their their top plus minus. The top four guys were plus minus. Ricard Raquel at plus fourteen. Jan Ruda at plus twelve. P.O. Joseph at plus eleven, and Josh Archibald at plus eight. And just thinking that um, none of those guys were either on the team last season or weren't there for the full season. Um, so you know you have a, a couple of offseason pickets in, in Ruda and uh, Archibald, Joseph. Barely played. Raquel obviously was the, the late season trade that they, they picked up and re-signed. So um, all the all the new blood in the lineup really uh, making things happen for them. Um, which you really notice their their really strong play during the streak. Um, but my last little note on the Penguins is is kind of a go fuck yourself to uh, Sports Illustrated writer. Fuck me, I was fucked the Flyers. Yeah, them too. Fuck the Flyers. But Sports Illustrated writer Jacob Punteri, who I never heard of uh wrote an article that, that just the headline caught my eye this week talking about how the penguins are are a logical landing place for brock besser um and i and i read this piece of shit article to see what the fuck he could have been thinking you know that, the penguins are pretty loaded <laughs> on right wing they're up against the salary cap obviously they can't add six point whatever million that he's that he's with the cap hit that he comes with Quinteri's uh premise which is basically you have to accept this premise to go on with the article is that the penguins are just satisfied with the play of brian Rustner looking to replace him on the top six uh because he's he's having a, a down season or whatever they just re-signed the guy this past off season and and like two months of the season has gone by um and punteri pointed out his bad production uh, after praising the other five top six forwards uh and and said you know it Russ production's down. He's he had one point less than than uh than uh shit, what's his name? The left wing. Raquel. I was on a roll too. <laughs> Zucker. They had one point less than Zucker on the same line as him. Um so yeah, the the thought that the penguins were were dissatisfied with Russ, I've not seen that anywhere. I don't understand where if you're dissatisfied with Russ, we'll we'll take him. I really I mean and we'll trade we'll trade you Jacob True before him. If I thought we were going to start bashing writers, I would have gone longer on my segment, just for the record. Oh, well, well, well I'll, I'll send it back to you then. Well, who does that? that? That's pretty much all that I had on. Fire away. Sean Fitz hyphen Gerald. Not Fitzgerald. Fitz hyphen Gerald. Writer for The Athletic. Uh-oh. Who are doing a top 100 players or top 99 players in the NHL. Why aren't they doing top 100? Because the name of the article is any, well, no, it is 100. They're calling it the NHL 99, but it's the top 100 players. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Really... Writes about number 49 rated Scott Stevens. And oh, this here's... is in NHL history? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was current. My bad. And here is the headline of the article. Scott Stevens' legacy gets grainier as game evolves past highlight reel hits. 
Does that sound like the headline for an article that is touting somebody as the 49th best player in NHL history? No. No. And this hack goes on to write about how in today's NHL, Scott Stevens would be looked at as, you know, a dirty player or, or committing dirty hits. Jacob Truba. But, yeah, but he's not playing in today's NHL, first yeah. of all. It's like canceling like a like a like a movie that made jokes in the in the 1970s that we don't exactly. accept jokes anymore. It's fucking ridiculous. He even goes on to quote a prominent Canadian neurosurgeon. And the Canadian neurosurgeon said, because he caused brain damage, in my view, that's not something to be proud of. Yeah, this guy is definitely making an article to, uh, you know, he probably started this in some direction of like, hey, I want to make it. So like, hey, this guy was, you know, he was a great player, but he was also a dirty player. And then it went to this direction where he just went off the deep end. Right. Yeah. And the problem is, you know, first of all, you guys all know that all that shit was legal. The hits were legal. Everybody was doing it. Everybody was. And you know what? The, Okay, let's let's use the, the best example. The Paul Korea hit uh, in the playoffs against by, by Scott Stevens. Was there a penalty on the play? No. Was there a, a suspension? No. Was there even retaliation on the ice from one no. of his teammates? Correct. No. Correct. So, again, this is a, you know, revisionist history thing, right? You can't go back and be like, well, that was dirty because today's game, that would be dirty. It's like, the game was completely different. He wouldn't have been hitting people the same way, obviously, because right. he wouldn't be able to get away with it. And he had to adjust his game, right? And so, like, you know, it's like if you went and said, oh, you know, I watch football, and if that guy hit my quarterback like that, he would be penalized every game. You know, that would be just kind of the fact that, you know, the, the league is completely protecting quarterbacks by, like, you know, throwing every every single, you know, you could touch the guy, you know. By the, the way – it's a penalty. Spot, spot on impression of Bill, Nick. Yeah, you got it. He's everything me. impression of Bill. I want to see why every fucking so, weird voice is mine. So, I, I don't see. I object. <laughs> Steve, I saw, the, I saw the article that you posted, and I was like, this guy's a douche. Yeah. Because you're right. This guy, he's one of the best defensemen ever. He doesn't even talk, you know, this, it's like discounting all the actual really good defensive work that guy did and all the, you know, the way he turned his game just from, boiling like, you know, him down to a cheap to shot yeah to some sort of cheap yeah. shot artist yeah yeah like that's oh, like that's just fuck you bill. listen what it was was this guy's a fucking leafs fan i bet and he's just bitter that his leafs could never get past the devils so you fuck go. you yeah, scott Fitz like hyphen gerald fuck you yeah. you might as well be on no. the fucking flyers you cock bag Agree again. Wow. I agree. I'm agreeing with everybody today. Bag. Wow. Except, except for the fucking voices that you guys are using. I don't agree with those. And now it's time for trivia with Bill. Ugh. Now this is the wrong Bill. Which player holds the record for both penalties in his career? Scott Stevens. Excellent, Nick. It was not Scott Stevens. That was a very good guess. Uh, I, you guys, 
I wish I could tell you the, the multiple choice already because the fourth multiple choice is utterly ridiculous. But Paul Korea. No, not Paul Korea. Hmm. Uh, both Sedins combined. Well, no, we're looking for one player, but uh, I don't think that both Sedins combined uh, would even have. Pavel Datsuk. No, sir. Nope. What are the Lady Bings going to uh, say? Anze Kopitar. No. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Leads career stats and everything else, doesn't he? But no, not yes. Gretzky. That's, that's one of the records he does not have. Martin St. Louis. Ooh. Right in the show. No. Right into the show, yeah. No, Marty. Uh, Billy Fougere. That wasn't him. Pavel <laughs> uh, Datsyuk. I said Datsyuk already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait till you hear the show back. Wait until you hear the show back. You're going to fucking love it. <laughs> Spot on impression of me that time. Adam because I know that was me. <laughs> Did you? By the way, did you listen back and did you laugh? I, I absolutely did, and good. I wasn't paying attention, so. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Clayton Keller. Who? No. Let's go with a. Let's go with a He's fighter a player. Don't worry. Christoph Oliva. Uh, oh, better guess. That's a better guess. Stop today. That's a better guess. Uh, Marty McSorley. Nope. That was, that was a very good guess. Sorry. Is this guy a player on the Rangers? <laughs> no, no, it's next segment. Oh, next fuck. Wrong segment. Next segment. Sorry. Uh, um, Bob, Bob Probert. Oh, that is A on the multiple choice. Not correct. but Son of a... Yeah. Hey, you're Marty, to circle in. You're Marty McSorley. Oh, hey, hey, Nick. Nick. And Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick, you're gonna fucking love it when you listen to the show. Oh wait, you don't listen to the show. You don't listen. That's right, Nick. If you listen to the podcast, you would get a laugh right now. Uh, Ty Domi. Not Ty Domi. Not Ty Domi. Mm, not stomach. Not like one of the multiple choice, huh? Tony Twist. Not one of the multiple choice. Negative. Nope. Got be a fighting guy, right? Got be a fighter. I think so, right? You betcha. Rob Ray. <laughs> Oh, also on the list. Not correct, but, but he was one of the multiple choice guys. So not now there's D, only the, not D, right? He wasn't only D. the correct answer. He was not D. So we got the correct answer, and we've got the one that ridiculous one. I mean, he's got so many hat tricks named after him. How about Gordy Howe? Gordy Howe? Nope. No, he didn't get too many Gordy Howe hat tricks. I, I I do believe that this player uh, would have his, the era that he played in would have definitely overlapped with Howe. I know who it is. Uh, okay. Is Who he is, is is he a player on our least favorite hockey team? I was thinking the same thing too. Crap, what team did he play for? No, I don't think so. Well, then he's not. It wasn't okay. Bob Clark then. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it was not. What team did he play for? Oh boy. Uh, he played for the yeah, Toronto Maple Leafs, which is what I thought. I just didn't want to misspeak. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Matt Sundin. No, 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 no. Do you like the remaining multiple choice? Uh, yes. I don't know. Talk to me, please. Fighter in the, was he in the eighties? Is that is that what we're now? Seventies in the eighties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would draw a blank on the seventies yeah. players on the on Gary the Roberts. Now he's nineties. No. Gary, right, give us. 80s. How about Gary Carter? Too soon. 
What do you mean too soon? Wait, it's way too soon. Oh man. Go ahead. Give us the give us the remaining multiple choice, please. The remaining multiple choice is Dave Tiger Williams or Connor McDavid. Oh, it's definitely Connor. <laughs> definitely. That's, uh, that was the ridiculous one. No, you're not supposed to pick Connor. No, I'm going to say it's the goat, Tiger. Tiger. It is Tiger. Tiger Woods, who lost, you know, lost this last weekend. Speaking of losing, we've been on a, a little streak of losing the next segment, and I think we should really – yeah, but we've, we've been practicing the power. We've, we, we definitely uh, have developed a good strategy. And what we've developed a good strategy for is uh, impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen of Friends Rail Podcast, you're for the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's a 20 questions power play. Rules are simple. If there's two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, on Ephesus. Or any famous person associated with one of the four friends and rivals' favorite teams. You can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. You will have to make one final guess once they take 20 questions or the power play is expired. If the group is successful, they win for the week. And avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Is this player associated with the Devils? No. This player associated with the Islanders. Yes. They always are. Is this player associated with one of the other teams, like the Penguins or the uh, Rangers? Would only be the I Penguins. believe the answer is no. <laughs> it is no. So it's Was just this player an Islander, a huh? forward? An Islander. A forward, correct. Yes. Uh, does this player, this player play in the 2010s? Yes. Is this player American? No. Is this player Canadian? Yes. John Tavares? No. I'm out. Is this player a forward? Yes, yes. We, we, we did that already. Yeah. Is, is, this, is this player currently on the Islanders? No. Should have worded that question a differently. Hmm. Forward Canadian forward. The Islanders. Is it uh so they, they, they is it Matt Martin? No. No, no he's he's not currently mm-hmm. in Iceland. Yeah, I don't know any fucking Islanders, Tom. Uh who's that uh, who's that guy that went to Phoenix that they ate his contract? A lad? I don't think it was Lad. Is it oh, Andrew yeah. Lad? Yes. It's Andrew. I Lad. got it. What a shot. <laughs> I got an assist. I got an assist. That was a tip in goal off the off a of Bill's shot. What a shot. Yeah. That was a shot pass by me. Fuck wow. yeah, baby. Holy <laughs> shit. Thought, what a shot. I thought you guys would you guys start asking questions like, did the team Giles uh, they acquire this player. Don't give us fucking bad. strategy. We just won, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. We are four for oh. six now. All Ooh. right. Four, four, there. six. Suck it. All right. Like, Good job, be, Bill. Good be, job, Bill. Before, before we get to Steve's stomach, I got two things. Uh, one, congratulations to Brian Leach. Uh, he will be Fuck inducted him. into the IIHF. Hall oh, wow. of Fame. Great. Awesome. In 2023. Good for him. 
Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, great job. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if the, the international one means anything. It doesn't. But, uh, Congratulate them on making a lesser call. Of <laughs> yeah. Good job. Absolutely. Congratulations <laughs> on getting your number retired by Boston College. Well, hold on. And secondly, <laughs> congratulations to Wade Redden for being inducted into the Ottawa Senators Ring of Honor tonight. <laughs> well, at least that's NHL level. Jesus. I thought you were <laughs> I thought Congratulations, you were about to say Wade Redden. Congrats. You're still alive. Good job, buddy. Fucking Wade Redden. Oh, I thought you were going to congratulate him because he finally, like his contract was finally fully paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not Bobby Bonilla. Not Bonilla. It's not Bobby Bonilla territory, the boys. Relax. Please. <laughs> All right, let's go this date. Steve's stomach brought to you by Coca Cola Zero Sugar. Uh, this one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2009. 2009. Nine? Nine? Uh, please go to... Did that one already. January. Yes, we did. January 23rd. Nine. January 23rd was a Friday. Friday. There was no breakfast on Friday the 23rd. So we will go right to lunch where I enjoyed a delicious liverwurst and cheese sandwich from Quick Check with some chips on the side, a Coca-Cola Classic 20 ounce to wash that down. It must have been a beautiful January 23rd, 2009, because I show that I went for a walk in the park uh, during lunch as well. Uh, dinner, dinner was a chicken quesadilla and chips with two cans of Coca-Cola Classic. And some chips and dip. Why did you pick January 23rd, 2009? Uh, well, obviously, that was the day that police in Nigeria were holding a goat on suspicion of attempted armed robbery. Uh, vigilantes took the black and white. Right, exactly. That was my reaction to Nick. Um, took the black and white beast uh, to the uh, police station. Uh, saying it was uh, an armed robber who had used black magic to transform himself into a goat oh. to escape arrest after stealing a Mazda 323. All that for a Mazda 320 what is is Nigeria. They're, yeah, but they that's they, like a Tesla. It's, it's, like a it's Tesla. Some hot wheels in Nigeria, yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, we cannot confirm the story, but the goat is in our custody. We cannot base our information on something mystical. It is something that has to be proven scientifically that a human being turned into a goat. Belief in witchcraft is widespread in parts of Nigeria, Africa's most populous nation. Uh, residents came to the police station to see the goat, photographed it um, in the national newspaper, um, on its knees next to a pile of straw. 
And that's what happened January 23rd, 2009. That's what a letdown. The goat didn't fuck nothing? What, what's going on? What's, I don't even know if I can play the song after, after a story like that. I'm gonna, but I don't know if I can. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. <laughs> How genius is that, though? Let's steal a car and then frame a goat for it. It's genius. Absolutely genius. Evil goat. Well. That's all we got. Did he come or not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't you hear me? All over the uh, the pile of straw. Jesus didn't Christ, man. There's just some things you don't talk about in public. <laughs> yes. Not <Nah>, schooner. <laughs> Sail up. Oh. All right. We did it. it. We're done. Five. Yeah, do it. I don't know if it was a type. He's win. dragging it out. He's dragging it out at this point. It would have been. But no, it, was a, fucking, it was a tight 60. It was a tight 60. He's waiting to fucking wrap it up. Listen, we make we, it an hour and a half. You just have to let that that boat go. You just have to let it go. Let it sail off into the sunset. We're never going to do a 45-minute show. No, it's going to happen once, and it's going to be our highest-rated show because I'm going to promote the fuck out of it <laughs> just to prove a point. <laughs> Right, right. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Friends underscore Rivals. Facebook, YouTube, Friends and Rivals podcast. While you're on the YouTube, click comment and share. Turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Billy, say something. I don't know. What did you want me to fucking say? <laughs> say something. I can't say anything with you today. I was going to say something poignant. Yeah, that, that's it. Say, say something poignant. Go ahead. Do that. <laughs> It was a very cool week uh, seeing uh, my son, of course, play his first JV game at St. Joe's. Uh, just a, such a cool thing to get that high school experience, which is different for youth hockey than, than travel hockey because you're, you're playing, you know, with, with the guys that you're with all day. Like, and, and it was just a really cool thing. But, but related to that, I actually went to another high school hockey game uh, this past Friday night, and it was the first ever varsity hockey game for uh, the East Brunswick, South River, and Spotswood High School schools altogether. Uh, a new program. Casey played with a bunch of those kids uh, in travel hockey. Just so many great kids on that team. It was so cool to see that get off the ground. One of Casey's old coaches was instrumental in, in getting that going, Coach Connolly. They did a phenomenal job. I, the energy at Pro Skate Rank was so unbelievable. It, it was like nothing I've ever seen outside of an NHL playoff game packed and and when they and they scored the first goal about two minutes in place went absolutely wild um they were playing woodbridge which is like the gmc favorite and and they got destroyed i'm not gonna lie <laughs> after that first goal it was kind of downhill from there but uh, just amazing to see those really good kids those really great parents all uh this is a, a great sport that, that we're talking about each week that we're sporting the kids that that come in and, and play in, in these travel leagues and in high school for the most part, there's some dicks, but for the most part, really great kids, really great parents. They're they're going to be awesome people when they grow up, and, and so it was just really cool to see. Congratulations to East Brunswick, Spotswood, South River. 
That was that was a beautiful tribute to uh, to people who will never fucking hear it because nobody <laughs> listens. <laughs> Got to try, right? I don't know. That, that, that's right. That, you can sing us that now. <laughs> So oh, like when I fell down the life. stairs? No, how the hell does that ever happen? I, I don't even know. <laughs> you stumbled all the way down the steps. What are you talking about? Oh, Jesus, God, help me, Lord. That's all I heard. I'm halfway down stuff. the stairs now. I can't believe I got married today to Jen. Oh, my God, help me, Lord. Missed one step and caught myself. What the fuck one is all step. that noise? Lillian, I can't believe my wife just said thank again. you when she got communion. Oh, my God, how did I marry this woman? There's still a quarter of the way left to go down the stairs. <laughs> I'm halfway down now. I can't believe these are going to be my in-laws for the rest of my life. <laughs>